Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. From the Golf Channel, Matt Adams, good enough to hop aboard with us for a couple of minutes. Uh, What are you doing with your bad self, Mr. Adams? Hey, Jody Mac. I'm back home here in Orlando. Just, you know, honestly, I'm I'm such a golf geek. I actually was watching the replay of last year's Players Championship. That's how I filled up part of my day. Is that what they threw up on uh, the Golf Channel today was last year's? No, it was on NBC, but I was, you know, other than that, I was sorting through my sock drawer. I don't know. What are you doing? (laughs) I'm trying to host a sports talk show without any sports going on. So uh, (laughs) some of us are actually scrambling for a living, but that's okay. (laughs) Pardon the golf term. Um, They did the right thing this week, right? I, I, I think so. You know, I mean, at large, it, it seems like from an outsider's observance of it, it seems kind of like over the top, the way they're handling everything. But I don't know enough about it to make that judgment. So if you're going to err on the side of this thing, erring on the side of caution seems like a smarter approach. And that's what the tour decided to do, to say, you know, at first they were going to allow the tournament to go on, but they weren't going to have any spectators there. And I heard a number of the players go, well, you know, we're, we're separated enough. I don't see why there's any risk in what that doesn't take into account are the hundreds and hundreds of people. There's a virtual army of people behind the scenes for a sporting event of that size and scale, whether you're talking about the television production crews, et cetera, whether there's fans there or not, there's still a lot of people that would have been working in out of necessity, close proximity to each other. So, you know, when when everybody else is going down the road of caution, why not travel down that road for a little while until we know more? I did see quotes from Rory McIlroy, and understandably so when something like this happens. They go to the stars on the tour, the best players, the most uh, popular and well-known names for their take on it. But it was a full field because it was only day number one. So a lot of golfers were told, thank you, no, we're not going to go on with the tournament. Uh, general feel with the players, okay with it, understood it, put off by it, in complete agreement with it. What would you say, uh, I know a couple of individual guys gave their opinion, but what would you say the general consensus was? Well, it was broken down into groups. Because the event is of such stature, you know, there were players coming in from all over the world. So 
those that were from outside the United States were very disturbed. Uh, Tommy Fleetwood, for example, who's from England, Liverpool area, was talking about his wife and their baby are back home, and he wasn't sure what should he do. Should he try to get out? Should he try to fly home? They all knew that the risk of travel restrictions internationally was looming. So that very much played a part in it. So obviously those international players, and I saw one where I think it was Eric Van Royen, if I'm not mistaken, uh, got the last flight out heading back over the Atlantic. And so obviously it was very tight, even such as it was. So by and large, the word that I got from a lot of players was that they were initially supportive because it was a dramatic decision even at that to say, hey, we're going to carry on, but we're not going to allow a soul on the golf course other than people who were there in an official capacity. But then as time wore on through the course of that day, and again, whether that was out of prudence or some, some salting of mass hysteria, people can be a judge of that one way or the other, but regardless the players started to feel uneasy about it and started to feel like carrying on against the backdrop of what's going on globally, certainly domestically, that it was the right decision to call it a day and send everybody on their merry way. And, uh, oh, by the way, you know, the purse was $7.5 million, Jody Mack, and that $7.5 million was paid out. Uh, half of it was paid out to, to that 7.5 is the amount paid out to players. Sorry to be more specific. The purse was double that. So the, uh, on average, the players made just over $52,000 for their troubles. And I know they don't really focus a lot on the players because these are professional athletes and they make a lot of money at that scale anyway. But nonetheless, I think it was, it was a, a matter of the, the tour saying, Hey, look, we're not going to leave you hanging because you made the investment to be here and the time and all the rest. Here's a little something for the effort. So uh, uh, that was a touch of class. Understood. And I thought the uh, 50% breakout was fair because they didn't get the whole tournament and there will be television refunds. So uh, it wasn't like they put a whole bunch of money back into their pocket. They gave yeah. out, I thought was a commensurate sum to the players. But how about a guy like Hideki who had shot a great round and he said, well, wait a minute. There's a guy who shot 13 shots better, worse than me today. He's getting the same payout I'm getting. Was there any uh, perturbed uh, players with the way they decided to break out the funds? No, you know, I didn't hear anybody complaining about it, but but it makes me laugh when you bring that up. Do you remember the Stanley Cup game? Was it 1988 when the when the Bruins were playing against the Oilers? And they wiped out the one game that the Bruins won at, were winning at the Boston Garden because – it was so warm in there that a fog was, was on the ice and then the power went out because earlier they had had a basketball game in the same, this was the old original garden, right? right? The old garden. And they said, well, if we needed to do this, if we need this game, we're going to add it back on the end of the series. Well, obviously they never got to that because Edmonton closed out the Bruins back in the days when they were a powerhouse. And I thought about that with poor Hideki Matsuyama. He shoots nine under par <laughs> and it's a round that will never count in the history books. It will disappear. That is uh, unfortunate for Hideki, but uh, if they all got 50 grand, they can't complain all that loudly. All right. In conjunction with canceling the TPC, um, they went ahead and also canceled or at least postponed the next three tournaments. Um, it, it's the build-up to the Masters, and they're good yeah. tournaments, but this was the biggest one left before the Masters. How much of a hit is it to lose all three of those tournaments? Well, it's a huge hit for the individual communities that host these events. Uh, not only are, there, are they massive charitable events for the respective community, you're talking to the tunes of millions of dollars in terms of impact. And that's not just charitable dollars, that's money spent 
to local venue, vendors for food or alcohol, et cetera, et cetera. It just, it, it's a ripple effect that goes into it. So that's big. It impacts the players because they are well past 30% of the season expired already. It's probably close to the 40%. And they're building up FedEx Cup points, which puts them into the FedEx Cup playoffs at the end of the summer. And remember, we've got to fit the Olympics in there. I know all sports have to, but all summer sports anyways. But golf is part of it. So that's got to be fit in there. There's a Ryder Cup that's got to be fit in there. So these events that are that are being right now canceled are gone. They're not going to come back again. The only one... That because it's a non-PGA Tour event, it's Augusta Nationals event, the Masters that you mentioned. Well, when they postponed, they said that they may try to play the Masters. Now, the complications are is that the Masters, is Augusta Nationals, is not open during the summer. So it would open again, say, weather permitting, they could open sometime maybe in September, try to get the course prepped for a Masters. I'm hearing rumors, whispers that, Maybe they'll play the Masters in October of this year, but that means they're going to go from October of 2020 to, uh, you know, hopefully that it happens, that there's no other uh, things that, that interfere. April of 2021, that short a distance from one Masters to one Masters. That's how extraordinary this time is that we're in. That is uh, quite uh compelling at least and if not debatable would it just screw up the entire way that we look at the masters certainly it's going to have an effect on uh who is going to be prepped for the masters this is the first test on the uh grand slam every single year and this instead would become the finale does it give anybody an advantage is well here's it's it's classic that you bring these subjects up because it's like you read my mind jody because (laughs) we're on the same page buddy that's not good news for you (laughs) <laughs> madness loves company so here's the thing tiger woods we know was was saying can't play can't play can't play back is not ready can't play can't play can't play right we saw him at the genesis didn't play well there missed the cut didn't go to mexico to play didn't play in his own backyard at the honda didn't play where he'd won eight times up at bay hill didn't play in the flagship event that ultimately as we know this past couple of days has been canceled and then right around the corner was going to be the Masters. Now the Masters is postponed. When this engine starts up again, we don't know. So let's deal with what we do know. Tiger couldn't play through all those events. Presumably his agent said that it's not a long-term problem with the back, but it's just not ready. Okay, tells us something was happening with the back. Maybe with rest, maybe without pushing it for, for the miles that are on that chassis, he'll be ready to play when things get started again. But the concern was... How do you come out and compete at the highest level, Tiger Woods or otherwise, if you've got that much rust on your game? What has just happened is institutionalized rust. Everybody's going to have competitive rust on their game because they're all going to be off. You mentioned Rory McIlroy. The other day when he was picking up his his stuff from his locker, they said, what are you going to do? He said, I don't know. He said, I don't even know what I'm practicing for. I don't know when we're going to play again. Uh, Kevin Na was one of the players that said, I'm not going to touch a club. I'm hanging out with family at a time like this. I'm just going to chill. So there seems to be this theme that's developing amongst the players that they're going to wait for the dust to settle a little bit so they get some sense of how this thing is going before they go out there and grind it out on the range for eight hours a day again. So I actually think 
in a very strange way, as this whole thing is very strange, it might be to the advantage of Tiger Woods because it gives him time to heal and puts him back on a more level playing field with everybody else. All right. Uh, I'm not surprised you went there, and that that was going to be a direct question, so thank you for going there for me. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I'll follow it up and take it in the same direction but veer off. If Tiger benefits because it just gives him that more, much more time to be healthy, you said some guys like Kevin I said, since we don't know what the time frame is, there is no schedule here. How the hell yes. am I going to practice? I'm going to go home. I'm going to spend time with my family. God bless him. More power to him. Is there a guy on the tour that maybe isn't connected to his family, doesn't have a wife, doesn't have kids, is a golfing lifer that he just lives for the game and the hunt that you think can actually derive a an advantageous position going forward because whenever the PGA Tour returns, he's going to be more in his game because he's going to play more rounds and he's going to be more into it and he's going to be in top flight condition and going to have his game tight. Is there a guy like that that you could identify that – yeah, downtime for everybody else means more practice time for him. Watch out when we get this thing going again. Yes, I actually do feel that way. I'm going to use the word that you just used, that his game is tight, and I'm going to say, er, tight-er, because it hasn't been tight leading up to this, and that was former world number one, now number three, Brooks Kepka. He's clearly been searching. So when a full stop happens in the middle of a season like this, and these were huge events that were starting to be ticked off, and he, his, his coach is Claude Harmon III. Claude Harmon, his grandfather, is Butch Harmon's father. His father, follow the dots here, Jody Mack, is none other than Butch Harmon. So Brooks Kepka said to son, Claude, hey, do you mind if I go see your dad? He saw him just before the players. He took four swings, and Butchie found something in that swing, as he would because he's ingenious, and said, we're going to work on this, we're going to work on that. So here you have a guy that has a chance to hit the reset button. And so I do think that it could be advantageous to him. There are other players that just don't need a lot of reps, to use the vernacular that Tiger introduced into the world of golf some time ago. And someone like Carol Hatton, who had, he just won, he had his, his wrist operated on in November. He played two events before he goes out and he wins on the PGA tour. So there's certain players that have such a natural swing. They're not worried about needing to get back into position or finding the elusive. They just play well because that's who they are. So they will also have an advantage as well. These very natural players. I could see a player like it helping Jordan Spieth. He's been searching. I could see it helping Ricky Fowler. He's working with John Tillery on new moves, new body release moves with his golf swing. So there's a lot of big names and a lot of stars that have more or less stumbled out of the gate in 2020 that oddly could very much benefit from this very strange circumstance. All right, last one. And again, uh, speculation is necessary here, so I'm going to ask you to do it. Uh, We know the Masters has been postponed. It may be picked up. It may be passed over. The next three tournaments are definitely gone, and we will continue to analyze as we go along. Uh, May 14th through 17th is the PGA Championship. The second could be the first of the Triple Crown, uh, the Grand Slam this year. Uh, It's supposed to be played in San Francisco. 
which we have these maps that you see on CNN, whatever, you, wherever you watch the news, uh, the most harshly affected uh, with the coronavirus so far in this country. Certainly the state of Washington is number one. And the Bay Area is either second or third. We are talking about TPC Harding in San Francisco. If golf is ready to get it back up and running, but they're a little concerned by the Bay Area, is there any conceptual way where they could move the PGA on the fly? Yeah, but I think they're going to need a month in advance. to. to that, that's as much of the fly uh, that they're going to be capable of doing it. And I think we're now at this point in March. I think if you look, say, by the beginning of April, middle of April, before you make a decision one way or another, you still have enough time. Because one of the things they have to do is they lay literally miles of fiber optic cables just for the television alone. And then all of the other infrastructure that we were alluding to even around the players earlier that can be redone that can be obviously it can be redone because they do television golf tournaments every week i don't think it would be quite the spectacle with the grandstands because those things are already built and up and all the rest they could do it they could make it happen uh because the schedule is so crowded it's not easy to just go i ah, don't worry about it we'll catch up down the road when this thing blows over that's not going to be very easy to do as we move forward because of how jam-packed the calendar year already is assuming that this thing blows over, uh, say, through a, a natural current cycle of, say, like a flu cycle, and it starts to ease up around the country and everyone's com- comfortable to get going again. So uh, my my wild speculation is that a decision will be made somewhere around the middle of April to decide if the PGA Championship is held at all. All right. Uh, if we uh, – and this is just me spitballing here. Uh, how far out do they have the PGA scheduled? How many years in advance at locations? Uh, multiple years. I can't remember off the top of my head when the last location was. I, I could go online and see it, but I don't remember. Two, but two, it, would it you say fun. two, three, four oh, yeah, max? Yeah, 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 yes, yes. Okay. If they offered it to any of those courses, is that, hey, you can jump to the head of the line. You can have it this year because we really going to owe it to TPC Harding. we got to go back there. So we'll just give them your year. Any of the uh, current holders of future PGA say, oh, yeah, we can get it. We don't have to wait three years. Yeah, give it to us now. Anybody well, anybody take that offer? Uh, they might, but a lot of times at the, these courses, when they get an event of this stature, they're doing work on the course in order to accommodate it, whether it's new tees, et cetera. But there was a lot of speculation this week that the course that they may move to is the stadium course, the TPC stadium course that we were just talking about for the players because the course is already fully prepped for a tournament of that stature. It is ready to go right now in terms of the, the agronomy, the preparation, everything that goes into it. Now, the one thing – and remember, the, the uh, players used to be played in May. That's the reason why all this, this – moving around was done. The only thing that will happen, though, uh, from an agronomy standpoint, is that the overseeded rye that they use in the in the rough, principally uh, during this time of year in Florida, that's when the Bermuda will pop again. So the course will, there is a transition there, so it would be a little bit tricky. So if that was going to happen, then there would have to be behind-the-scenes conversations that we're unaware of going on right now. When he starts to go to overseeded rye, I know I pass my depth. I, we, we need to take Matt at his word on that one. Mr. Adams, always a pleasure. Take a couple weeks, relax, do what you got to do. You know we'll get you on plenty over the course of the year. Thanks for tonight, bud. Thank you. Be well. My pleasure. That is Matt Adams from the Golf Channel, as good a golf analyst as you're going to find. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.